If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello again, and it's great to be back with another episode of Vacation Rental Success, and this is episode number 32. And today's episode's a little bit different. I don't have anyone specifically to interview this week, and uh, I'm just welcoming my son, my business partner, Mike, uh, onto the line, and we're just going to have a raw, uncut, and unedited chat for the next uh, 30 to 40 minutes. Mike, how are you? I'm doing great, Mum. Thanks very much, and and uh, thanks for having me back on the other podcast. It's been uh, it's been a busy, busy, busy couple of months, and uh, we're so happy that so many of you are taking the time to listen to the podcast uh, and also commenting on iTunes. Uh, I think that's uh, we've seen a, a big jump in uh, comments and reviews, haven't we, Mum? Uh, we have indeed, and the big, big um, outcome of that is that we've had so many comments and reviews that. Uh, it really is shooting the podcast up the iTunes ranking. And I was recently invited to be a speaker at the upcoming podcast movement conference in Dallas in August. So I'm really, really stoked about that. Um, I'm going to be talking about um, marketing podcasts on social media. And this this is the humongous um, podcast conference that uh, that started out just as a little thing in it was it was a thought in somebody's mind back in February and it's grown and grown and grown and I don't know how many people are going to be attending but there's something like you know 40 or 50 speakers it's going to be huge so I'm very delighted about that and you know really thank you everybody who has taken the time to write a review on iTunes because I think that's really helped um, me get that uh, that gig. I think one of the most impressive things about this, uh, for those of you, if you're listening to the podcast, more than likely you've also taken the time to to listen to other entrepreneurs and, and other, um, other topics uh, in the podcast medium. Um, but the fact that Heather is being included as a speaker at this conference with some of the biggest names in podcasting. I mean, you've got Jamie Tardy, you've got Cliff Ravenscraft, who's pretty much the godfather of podcasting, uh, you've got John Lee Dumas. Uh, like it, it really is just is such a wonderful thing for for Heather to be included in this, um, and uh, and especially as I think I think you're in the up and coming panel. Is that correct? Uh, no, it's 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 a panel on on um, social media marketing. That's that's the one. That's the panel I'm talking on. Okay, gotcha. Um, but it's it's again such a great opportunity to to rub shoulders with some of the uh, the really big names of the people who are podcasting and really making it work. And at the end of the day, it only works because you're taking the time to listen to it. And we just we both thank you so much for taking the time. Um, but I think we should uh, should get on with the. Uh, oh, in fact, you know, before I do, what I'd like to do very briefly is just to acknowledge um, one or two people who have left um, some comments for us. Um, you can always, uh, it's very easy to leave, leave a comment by uh, logging into iTunes. Um, and uh, you can do that actually within the show notes uh, for each episode. At the bottom there, I put in a little link on, on how to, um, that links directly into the iTunes program on your computer. Um, and we just want to kind of give a shout out to one or two people who have been kind enough to take the time and uh, to write a review. Uh, for example, here we have uh, just titled uh, Cabin Country Host, uh, and uh, he says, Empowering the One Property VR Owner. And it's just a thank you to Erin uh, Heather for mentioning that if an owner is just one vacation rental property, the cost of hiring a professional travel copywriter probably is not within the budget. Um, and she just uh, thanks uh, both Heather and Erin for the uh, for that particular podcast about travel copywriting um, for some of the uh, the insights there. Uh, there's another one here from Erica Vacation Rentals that just says incredibly educational and entertaining. I started listening to Heather's podcast since episode one. I'm never disappointed. I've learned so much about the vacation rental industry, how it works, and the ins and outs of renting just from listening. We we can't tell you how much we appreciate the comments, and uh, please keep them coming. 
Well, that that sort of leads me on to what we're we're going to be talking about today, because at the end of uh, of one of the recent podcasts, and I'm not sure which one it was, I I did suggest that um, you know we, we'd love to hear your questions. We we'd like to hear what's front of your mind, what's bothering you, anything you'd like to talk about, really about uh, about your vacation rental, maybe your vacation rental agency. Uh, anything that's you know a hot topic. While uh, while you're listening to this podcast, if you do happen to be in front of your computer, um, if you would like to leave us a comment, because I think from time to time Heather and I will will spend some um, a, a podcast episode to answer some of your questions, so to share it with the whole audience. Uh, and you can do that in one of a few ways. Probably the easiest one is as you go onto the website uh, at cottageblogger.com. On the right-hand side is a little tab that says Send Voicemail. Uh, and this is really the best one because that way you can actually leave us a voicemail message that we will use within the podcast. Uh, and when you do that, please obviously mention your name, uh, your property or your business and, and, your, and your business um, web address. So that way you're, you can get a little bit of exposure as well um, as, as our appreciation for, uh, for, for asking a question. Uh, if you're not comfortable talking, you can always just click on the, uh, the contact tab. Um, and contact us through our online form, and uh, and we'll just uh, read your question out uh, on the air. Yeah, and that's what the the two people, the two owners who uh, who I'm going to feature today did. They uh, they just emailed me after that uh, that last podcast with their questions, and they both questions were just uh, really interesting and and actually quite uh, quite fun to answer. So I'm just going to go straight into them. So the first one was from. John Going. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the right way to pronounce it, but uh, John and his wife Compton have a vacation home in Charlottesville in the Blue Ridge Mountains in Virginia, and it's called Poplar's Edge. And of course, as ever, everything we mention on the show, we're going to put uh, in the show notes. So you'll be able to go and take a look at Poplar's Edge. And I have to say, it's a terrific site. John and Compton have done a fantastic job on their site. The pictures of the home are beautiful. It, it's just really, really nicely presented. While I'm talking, actually, I'm just going to have a quick look to see, to have a check on um, Poplar's Edge because I've got a feeling that this is done through Web Chalet. I did a podcast episode number 23 with um, Sarah Brubaker. I'm just checking down here and yep, it says poplarsedge.com, all rights reserved, powered by Web Chalet. So that's uh, that's quite, uh, a, you know, this is a great example of a Web Chalet site. And uh, I, I really like their sites. It's uh, it's very, very easy to set up. And um, we've got, uh, we'll, we'll have the link, of course, to Poplar's Edge and to Web Chalet. But let's, uh, just, just going on to uh, John's question here, I'm going to read it out verbatim. John said, I've been following your blog since I started with VRBO last May and have learned a lot from both the blog and the podcast. Thanks for all you do to help those of us in the vacation rental space. Well, thank you, John and uh, and Compton for taking the time to listen. I know how, uh, well, it's really important to me that you're actually listening to me and and the people I'm talking to for, for a considerable time. You know, it's not just like glancing at a blog post for, for a couple of minutes. You're with me for a while. And, uh, you know, really thank you for hanging out with me. And he goes on to say, I have my first set of UK guests coming to visit our home in Charlottesville. I want to make sure the home is set up for them with all the comforts of home, but don't know how much about what a UK resident might want. And he says, for example, a teapot, etc. Do you have any suggestions for things we should make sure are in the home and items we might include in a welcome basket? Well, I thought this was a really interesting question because it sort of begs the question, you know, wherever you are in the world, you may have people coming from um, different different countries. Um, you know, you might be welcoming Australian guests or Dutch guests or guests from Saudi Arabia. That brings me to just a little story I have about um, property that, that we rent that a couple of years ago we had a, a family come from Saudi Arabia. And we, the, the, we we hadn't sort of prepared the owners for this at all. We just said they're coming from Saudi, but we didn't really think about what their perception was of coming to vacation in Canada and what they might be expecting. 
So to cut a long story short, these guests arrive and on the first night and they call the owners and they're very happy with the place. And they said, you know, this is, this is really great. We've, we've arrived. Thank you very much. But um, we can't find the food. And the owner said, well, I'm sorry. What do you mean you can't find the food? Well, there's nothing in the fridge. There's nothing for us to eat. And their perception of a vacation rental and self-catering was that they would arrive and yes, they have to cater for themselves, but everything that they needed to use for that self-catering would be there, as in a fridge full and cupboards full of food for them to use. It was it was all a little embarrassing because it was eight o'clock at night and the stores were all shut and there was this family of um, of five, mom, dad and three kids from Saudi Arabia who were in this property without any food. We uh, the, the owner was able to go out and get get them something from the from the local gas station um but that was that was a little bit embarrassing but it it really sort of when i saw this question from john it really got me thinking about how how we do prepare for for guests coming from other countries and perhaps other cultures but just um mike you remember arriving in the the last two trips we've been to the bahamas and yes absolutely I i think it's it's one of the first things you do when you arrive at a at a vacation rental is to is to look around and make sure you have everything you need as soon as you get there and and sometimes it can be quite frustrating when you're missing some of the most basic of items that you think should already be there. Um, and for me, it's the kettle because, you know, naturally I'm a Brit. Uh, I, you know, maybe that's stereotyping. I don't think every person from England drinks tea nonstop, but I do. I probably down eight or ten mugs of tea every day. Uh, not so much when I'm on vacation, but certainly when I'm working. But when we go to a vacation rental, it's the first thing I do. It's straight into the cupboards. Where's the kettle? Is there a kettle? And those two two places we stayed at in the Bahamas, once one in Eleuthera and then earlier this year in Exuma, neither of them had a tea kettle. And and actually, it's if you've ever been to the out islands of the Bahamas, it's uh, you know th- there is there is no big box store. It's it's the little hardware store in the local town. And if you're very, very lucky, you might find a little box in a back corner with a kettle in it, which I did. But that, to me, was what I would want as a Brit. I mean, John asked, he said, for example, a teapot. Well, not necessarily. Might be nice to have, but uh, definitely wanted a kettle. Can you think about something that we might think of, Mike, to supply to somebody coming from... I don't know where where would people, you know, if people are coming up here to Ontario. What what well, might what might they be looking for that we don't have in general? I I, I think well for for our properties, I I find that we and because we we've been in the business for quite some time, you know, we've there's been that that occasional that occasional comment on the uh, um, the comment card. Is there anything else we can provide? And I, and that's something I always leave for my guests. And it can be simple little things that you may never have thought about, like a garlic press or a um, um, or a or a handheld juicer for um, uh, for lemons and oranges. Uh, and it's simple things like that that can be a bit of a bugbear. But if you're looking to specialize in particular cultures, it's always worth looking at. Uh, even if you just go on online and and looking at Wikipedia and finding out what special things in that culture maybe it could be something like uh, some people make tea with the uh those little metal balls that you put the tea into uh, and actually let it steep through through one of those one of the biggest things to remember at the end of the day you can't cater for absolutely everybody but at the same time if you look at the people who have booked at your property take a good look at the composition of their group take a good look at where they're coming from. And if there is a certain commonality with those people who are coming to stay at your property, then you might want to put you, yourself into the mindset of catering to that particular market. Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, never forget the kettle. <laughs> yes, never forget the kettle. I mean, something that I look at with my own property, and, and, and I think this is very natural for, for a lot of people, is I, I think providing a coffee maker is very standard. But I looked at my property. I mean, I, I don't have a big one. I've got um, two bedrooms, uh, one bathroom, so there's, there's normally a maximum of four adults. And we had a coffee maker that hadn't made enough coffee for 20 people. And I looked at it thinking, well, this really doesn't make a lot of sense because 
for a start, we're going to go through a lot of coffee and because uh, we, we provide instant coffee to go in the coffee machine. And we thought maybe something that would be a little bit more appropriate to the property and also to the people who are coming is, is something like a Keurig machine. So that way you can actually provide the individual cups and we get those from Costco. Um, so that way you're not you're not wasting a lot and you're also being able to provide for each individual person because there may be somebody who likes coffee, somebody who likes tea. As I said earlier, you, you can't please everybody. You have to look at generalities. But at the same time, if you take the time to go the extra mile, then it's likely that those guests will be the ones to leave the, the amazing reviews because they were just blown away that everything was there for them. And they're going to be the ones to tell their friends. They're going to be the ones to come back. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to go on to the second part of, uh, of of John's email where he says, do you have any suggestions for things we should make sure in the home and items we might include in a welcome basket? I've been to vacation rentals around the world and owners leave, some, some owners don't leave anything, which is absolutely fine. The nicest thing I like to find is local produce because I, when I'm here in Ontario, I love to buy local produce um i follow this 100 kilometer uh plan so you only eat foods that are are produced within 100 kilometers of your home as far as i can and uh, and when i'm when i go away i want to do the same and i think this is this is what sets apart vacation rental guests from um you know people going to resorts and hotels because they're having to cater for themselves and in general they do want to eat local so I love to get local produce and, and I noticed from John and Compton's website that they keep their own chickens and, and their guests can go and collect their own eggs, which I think is the neatest thing. I would absolutely adore to do that. And so, so I, that's what I said to him. So, you know, a dozen eggs and maybe some local honey and a, a pot of herbs, that sort of thing. Um, anything that can be picked up locally. Is it, well, what about you, Mike? What's your thoughts on that? Well, something that I uh, was really impressed with was listening to uh, Jasper Rivers in episode 29, uh, where he's talking about uh, Airbnb and actually being a host. It's not just about renting out your property and just collecting the cash. It's about hosting people and, and, and being, being so welcoming that you can, you can direct people where to go. Because I mean, some people don't always have local produce easy to hand. I, I know my wife, Andrea, and I. We rented a, um, a, a little unit in uh, Los Angeles a few years ago, uh, right down at Venice Beach. And it was a beautiful little property, but you don't get a lot of local producers of food or goods or things like that that, that really fit into a good welcome basket. But what the owner had done was provide us with a, a really good um, comprehensive list of, of his favorite restaurants in the local area. And, and when we arrived, there was a tray laid out with, with um, just some simple little things like some um, – oh, actually, there was some local um, – uh, some uh, special, specialty coffee uh, from uh, that was sold locally as well as uh, a couple of bags of popcorn um, and just you know the kind of things that, that you might like as soon as you walk in the door. Uh, it, it can be as simple as that just to kind of wow your guests the moment they walk in the door. You know, what, what comes out from that, Mike, is that you, you, you sort of cater to the personas, the people that are, are the, your target market, the people that are more likely to be coming to your place. You know, people that are coming to a place like, like John and Compton's, which is, way, which is in the Blue Ridge Mountains, uh, is probably going to be a certain type of person that would enjoy that local produce whereas if you're city if you're city viewing and you're 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 likely to be like you and andrea young couple so you would cater for for that and i love the idea of yes you know the, the popcorn and the coffee and so you can just um kick back the moment you get in have your snacks and whatever while you're looking at, at all the restaurants that uh, the restaurant suggestions that they've made love that idea I think just I'd like to take a little bit of a sidebar just to talk about something you mentioned there, which is um, figuring out what the persona is of the people coming to your property. Because I think that's such an important aspect as an owner to prepare your property correctly for, for the, the right for the people who are going to be renting, uh, renting with you. And so when you look at a persona of somebody, um, you look at your property, you see the size of it. I mean, Let's take my property, Seabreeze, for example. Um, as I mentioned, it's, it's a two-bedroom, uh, one-bathroom. So it's going to be ideal for, for couples. 
it's going to be ideal for, for young families. And we're right on a beach. Uh, we have our own private waterfrontage on Lake Ontario. And Andrea and I, my wife Andrea and I, we sat down and we looked at these people. We actually gave them names. Uh, I, off the top of my head, I don't remember, but let's say uh, Bob and Jane. Uh, they are uh, 31 years old. They're professionals from Toronto. Uh, they're looking to get away for a romantic weekend uh, to recoup and relax. So what are the kinds of things that that, that particular couple is looking for? Uh, you know, it's a, bit, a little bit of storytelling, a little bit of uh, role-playing to try and figure out the kinds of things that that particular couple might want when they come and stay. And it's amazing when you sit down and write those things down when you look at your property, you look at your area, you look at all the, uh, the pieces that come together um, for your particular rental experience that you're providing, you can really nail on the head the things that you need to provide. So when those people arrive, you, you'll never get it 100% right, but at least you've taken the time to really try and zero in on the correct or not the correct, the, the, the kinds of guests who are going to come and stay with you. And it, it's, it's a really great exercise to, uh, to work out with uh, yourself and your family. And I, I'm, I'm sure you, you did that as well, didn't you, Heather? Oh, absolutely. And I'm really glad you brought that up because uh, you know I'm just getting to the final stages of, of you know, finalizing my, um, my hypnotic listings and emails book. That um, that's taken me a little bit longer than I expected because I keep adding more stuff to it because I think, uh, you know, I I'm going to be talking I'm talking about hip, how to write hypnotic listings to that will really attract people to stick around on your site, send them into a trance like state so that they they almost feel compelled to book with you. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff in it. But I have just added in a brand new chapter which is all about how to create a persona how to how to put together three or four different personas um to to describe the your target market because it's you know if you if you're if you're going to try and really really attract people compel them to buy you need to know who those people are and how to speak to them so so yeah glad you mentioned that because i don't think i'd even told you that i'd in included a chapter on how to create a persona no, I, I think that's what I love about this book is because this is one of the things that that is so great about Heather's experience uh, with the vacation rental industries because she also has this background in hypnotherapy and psychotherapy and understanding at the uh, the very base level of what people are feeling, what they're thinking, uh, and all those things. And that really, if you can understand that, and I think this book's going to cover a lot of those uh, those really finite points on how to connect with your potential guest and also connect with them when they're staying at your property so they come back. Um, now, if, uh, if you're interested in, in this book, uh, whether you'll listen to it, this podcast, uh, as soon as it's published or a few months or a few years later, um, you can actually go to cottageblogger.com forward slash hypnotic. Um, that's cottageblogger.com forward slash hypnotic. And that'll take you directly to our download page for the book. And, um, yeah, so super excited about that. Yeah, uh, as as I say, you know, for for those who've pre-ordered, and thank you so much for for being incredibly patient. Um, th this is a little habit I have that I'm not just a procrastinator. I I just like to keep piling more and more stuff in. I get to get to just about the end, and I think, oh, no, I need a new chapter on this and a new chapter on that. So uh, I've got to stop soon because we are uh, we are approaching um, approaching launch date. So. Um, but uh, but just wanted to mention that about personas because it, it I'm I'm really heavily into this persona stuff at the moment and uh, and targeting my marketing to my my um, my my target people. Anyway, I wanted to go on to the second question that we had um, that we're going to talk about today, and that was um, from Joe Davidson. Or and I'm not sure how you pronounce this again. Um, it's J O I E. Uh, could be Joy or Joey Davidson. And um, she says, my husband and I are buying our first vacation rental in the mountains close to our home in southwest Pennsylvania. Sounds fantastic. We are so proud of the area we grew up in and decided it's, per it's the perfect place to have a vacation home. Um, the vacation rental market's not overdeveloped in this area and appears to be growing day by day. 
which um, this, this sounds like a fantastic thing to do is, is finding that market that's, that's not overpopulated and really getting in there and, uh, you know, setting your base before it, it, um, it, it, it gets too big. And she says, our closing's not till the end of July. However, I've been doing as much homework as possible, including listening to all of your podcasts. So thank you very much, Joy, for, for, for doing that. I was wondering what pointers you would give to new owners about furnishing their first home when you have to buy everything all at once. We have a budget of around thirty to 40000 and are furnishing a two-bedroom, um, which is one bedroom and a large loft bedroom, and a large downstairs area, which we hope to use as a theatre stroke game room. The house doesn't need any major renovations. It's pretty much move-in ready. So any suggestions would be greatly appreciated. And uh, this is this is a, a question that's dear to my heart because I bought six properties over here in Ontario, and every one of them I've I've done exactly this, and I've I have a formula for doing this now for for right from the outset. I know I I used to come across from. Uh, this is going back about 10, uh, 12 years ago. I could fly out from England on a Friday morning and I'd be here in Ontario for Friday evening and I'd come up to my own property, have uh, have a steak and a couple of glasses of wine with my, with my neighbours. And then on the Saturday and Sunday, I would go out and do all the furniture buying for for whatever new property I had bought in the uh, in the previous month or so so I'd be able to arrive on the Friday do the closing on the property do all my shopping on the Saturday and Sunday morning and be back down to uh, Pearson Airport in Toronto for the 11 o'clock flight out on a Sunday night and get back to work on Monday morning Um, and in that time I'd probably spent somewhere around $25,000 which was it was really cool um, but it was very interesting because j- just l- looking at how I changed over time from the very first one where it it was, it was a real, you know, a lot of Walmart cheap shopping and then moving on to, I think the last one, I, I don't think I set foot in Walmart at all. I did my shopping in in other stores because I'd gone away from you know buying cheap and had moved to making sure that everything was of a quality standard so my main uh, my main piece of advice to Joy and her husband was not to go to the big box stores for furniture it was to create a relationship with a local independent furniture store if you have one. Uh, I did this and was able to furnish all my properties from this same store and got a great deal, in fact, much better deals than I would have done in any of the big box stores that uh, that we have in our larger towns around here. So I could d- give them my entire list, which included really good beds and mattresses, uh, dining sets, uh, couches, love seats, even uh, for, for some of the properties which didn't have appliances, I would buy all the appliances and all the entertainment um, uh, and entertainment equipment as well. Because the, the store I went to, the independent store I went to, also sold televisions at the time. It was, you know, uh, televisions and uh, boom boxes, that sort of thing. A little bit different now, but... Uh, yeah, so so that that was my that was my main piece of advice. So I actually have a spreadsheet which I call my furnishing template that I'm going to put in the download section, Mike. Okay, that sounds good. Um because it is and what what you can do with that if if it's something that you're thinking of doing, you know, let's let's say you're doing what Joy is doing and buying a brand new um by buying a new property and furnishing it from scratch um and this template just has every every, it goes bedroom one bedroom two bedroom three kitchen dining room living room and then i've listed all the furniture that i would expect to put in each property and and i've i've you can put your estimated prices in and then there's a second sheet on the um uh, on that spreadsheet for actual 
And, uh, and of course, as you change the prices, then your um, totals change as well. So I hope that's going to be helpful um, for people. What about you, Mike? Can you, you, can you go back? I know when you bought Seabreeze, it was pretty much turnkey. Um, was there anything that, um, that you would have, have bought, um, especially if it hadn't, hadn't already been there? Is there anything that, uh, that you think would be really important that you had to go for a particular quality? I think one of the things that we we really lucked out with was that um, the property really came with just about everything, and there were there were so many things that even now we're actually still finding and still beginning to, uh, uh, or we have guests who are commenting and just saying that wow I can't believe you have this and and actually I turned to Andrew and go I didn't know we had that <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think that's always a, um, a a great thing if you can if you're looking to buy a vacation rental is, is I mean, we stipulated within our, our terms that we wanted it exactly as it was so leave everything leave the appliances leave the crockery and the cutlery um, and that at least gives you a starting point to to go from um, but certainly some of the things we did look at um, as time went on was um, Really, you never want to pack too many people into your property, but you want to make sure that everybody is comfortable for the number of people that you are uh, for your maximum occupancy. Uh, so, for example, even though we're a two-bedroom, one-bathroom, we allow two adults and two kids because we also we have a, a big sectional um, uh, sectional couch that has a pull-out uh, pull-out bed inside it. Uh, so that was one of the things we looked at, and there was certainly some updating of the crockery and cutlery because it was very chintzy. Well, that's an English word, but it's very, very flowery patterns and all those kinds of things. Um, and we just wanted things a little bit more functional, a little bit more modern, a little bit more IKEA, I guess. Um, but a lot of these things we we did find, especially furnishings. We found um, at the, exactly the same um, furnishing outlets that that Heather had used when she was uh, furnishing her homes. And it really, really has paid off, and the electronics especially, uh, because we got, we got a new TV, we got a new sound system, uh, all those kinds of things were, you know, they were simple upgrades that we, that we wanted to make sure that our guests, you know, had things that were comparable to what they have at home. Uh, I think the, the days now are gone when you're pro providing a, a TV that weighs 500 pounds and it has rabbit ears on the top. Oh, yes. Yeah. Flat screen is the thing now. And uh, I, I'm always surprised, you know, when I go into a, when I go into a, uh, a home, a vacation home and, and see a, a big tube TV. It's just like, wow, that that's really a thing of the past. I would imagine most of the people who are listening to the podcast are, are very much vacation rental professionals and, and they are very, uh, very much aware of, of, of the standards that their guests expect but if you're new to the industry take a look at your property take a look at everything from the furnishings the the linens the mattresses the pillows and you know and that's something that's that's really important to make sure you're changing up on a regular basis um and especially with your furnishing is to make sure you put in those really good quality um mattresses and pillows because I, I think that's something that we uh, we really pride ourselves don't you think heather Oh, oh gosh, yes. I, and I know going back to going back to when I started doing this, and I and I bought the cheapest of the cheap um, on my very first property, and you know re really realized very very quickly that that wasn't the thing to do. Um, so so now I you know I just I just love to change up the linens on my beds regularly. However, after talking to Alan Schroeder in the last um, um, episode. I've now gone to white sheets on every bed and I'm just do, doing as Alan has said and is just changing up the um, the uh, cushions and, and a throw at the bottom of the bed. And my goodness, I, I set my place up for my um, guests coming in this last weekend and I've got uh, a brand new, uh, brand new bedspread and it, it just had the white sheet folded back and the cushions and the throw across the bottom and and it looked absolutely stunning. It looked straight out of you know the Southern Living magazine. It was you know beachy and just just perfect. So so that's that's definitely something else I would suggest is is um, using Pinterest. Go to Pinterest. Check out. I mean you can check out my Pinterest page. I've got a ton of 
bedroom pictures on there. That That's where you should be looking to get the inspiration. Um, Alana has a fantastic page too on, on her Pinterest, on, on her Pinterest. She has a great board on, um, on beds as well. So just go there for the inspiration and you'll find everything you need, but definitely go to town on, on creating fantastic looking beds. And the other thing I wanted to mention was, um, uh, entertainment. I mean, we just briefly touched on TV, but, um, but making sure that, uh, that you do have a good sized flat screen TV, you've got a good surround sound system and, um, and also just, just docking stations for iPods and tablets, anything else that guests might be bringing. What about kitchen equipment, Mike? Do you want to just, um, chime in on, what sort of kitchen equipment is really required? Of course, a kettle is. <laughs> yes, I think the, I think we've uh, we've told all, our entire audience that a kettle is now a must. So if you don't have one, go and buy one right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think you should always cater to. You got to think about when people come to your property. What are they doing? Uh, are they there to be with the family? Are they there to be with their friends? Are they there as a couple to be with each other? And I think generally. What people rediscover when they go on vacation, especially to a vacation rental property, and one of the reasons they go to a vacation rental property is because they want to be able to cook for themselves. They want to be able to save a little bit of money, uh, not going to a hotel and having to go to restaurants all the time. They want to be able to go to the grocery store, come home, and they have the time to create the most amazing meals uh, for their family, their loved ones, their friends. And you, it's so important that you don't go cheap on the things that you're providing in the kitchen. And it's things like your cutting boards. Make sure you've got nice, good quality cutting boards and change them out frequently when they start to stain. And if they do stain, then, then get your cleaners to soak them in bleach for, for 10 minutes when they're doing the turnaround. Uh, really good quality knives. Knives is a big bugbear of mine. I think yours as well, Heather. That you don't, don't prov pro uh, provide serrated knives as the main cutting knives. Um, serrated is, is very, very cheap. Uh, they're very difficult to keep clean. And most people who enjoy cooking have a nice straight blade knife. Uh, and you can get some really good quality uh, sets for very inexpensively from any of your major, uh, your major outlets. Uh, and they come in a nice, nice uh, um, knife block as well. When you when you're doing that though, don't go. Do not go for 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 the real cheap ones. And when you say inexpensively, I'd I'd expect to spend on a good knife set and block somewhere between 150 and 200 dollars. I used to buy them for 50 bucks, and they were awful. They're sort of sharp for the first five minutes, but the moment oh, I, I, the moment they I get think... used. That's it. But of course, you can find some great bargains. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? It's it's all about the quality that you're trying to put across to your guests. I mean, again, like going on with more things in the kitchen is, is, is a nice set of quality pans. I would personally, and I have done in my properties, avoid anything that's like Teflon covered or non-stick or anything like that. Just go with a good set of steel pans because the main thing is, is that that Teflon will come off. People may not be as careful as you are. Um, and they may use metal, uh, metal on Teflon, and and take off that nonstick, and they scratch and look look very worn very quickly. So just a good good set of um, uh, just just metal pans is ideal. And then also look at all the uh, the other uh, utensils that you're going to use um, in in cooking. Now, if you if you're not a chef yourself, um, there are there are plenty of um, ideas that you can get on certainly on Pinterest or on, if you just type into Google, um, basic uh, basic cooking utensils, uh, and just make sure you're providing all those uh, those bare essentials. But again, make sure that you have them of decent quality. Don't get the cheapest of the cheap from Walmart. Um, all these things come together to just show your guests that you're you care about them. You care about them being at your property. You're welcoming them um, and an understanding that their needs when they're there and they're cooking and they're, they're making great meals on their vacation. It, it's something that I've noted every time I go to a vacation rental, you know, you, you, you start out, you look through the kitchen drawers and, and you can tell the ones that have just piled in the old stuff from home and they've got nice new stuff at home. So, you, so the, 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 the remainders just head out to the, 
vacation rental. Um, ju that's just not the way to do it. You know, you just got to, to, to give quality, 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 and, uh, and you'll get it back in the reviews. I think the other thing to think about as well is that if you're renting to guests during the holiday seasons, uh, so if you're renting to people over Thanksgiving or Christmas, you know, there are certain things that you would expect to have in a meal or, 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 or as um, um, place settings and things like that that you would use traditionally in those meals. So I, I made sure that we went and got a nice um, ceramic gravy boat. So that way when people are doing gravy for their, their turkey dinner on Thanksgiving or Christmas, then that's available as well as a, as a turkey tray as well. Um, uh, along with that goes um, the, the foil dish that's big enough to hold a turkey in the oven. Simple things like that will really make the difference to your guests, especially when, when they have selected your property for their special event or, or to celebrate um, a special holiday. Yeah, and, and you know, going back to Joy's um, um, question, and you know, she, she's got this budget, there, there should be quite a good chunk of that budget that you set aside for all those little things because they do add up. So, you know, when, when you, you're thinking about, uh, about the kitchen, there's definitely, uh, you know, a, a, a fair chunk of the kitchen budget that you want to spend on, on all those, you know, those small things, those utensils. Now, I'm not necessarily saying you go to Williams Sonoma and, and buy everything top of the range, but, you know, just, uh, just go that happy medium somewhere between the dollar store and Williams Sonoma and you're not going to go too far wrong. I think what we can do is, is if you take a look at the show notes for this episode, we'll put some links to some ideal knives and uh, flatware and all those kinds of things just simply from Amazon. Uh, and if you choose to buy them from Amazon, that's fine. Or you can just, just take those ideas or certainly that level of quality um, and then uh, head out to your, your local box store and, or, or your uh, local store and see if you can get them a little bit cheaper. Oh, just yeah, just a little story here. A couple of uh, you didn't you weren't there when um, when we went to Sedona, Mike. About um, oh, must have been about seven or eight years ago, and we stayed in a vacation rental in Sedona, and they had these most just just the the plates, the dinnerware was just fantastic, and I absolutely fell in love with it. And uh, and it's called Sango Splash, and so I looked it up, and there it was on Amazon. And in fact, since since and I bought the the I think two full sets and all the accessories of Sango Splash to actually have in my own home. So that goes to show just how well that property was equipped. And I remember looking in those cupboards and thinking, yeah, there is nothing that's you know no unmatched chipped stuff here. It 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 was really beautiful um, dinnerware, and I loved it. Yeah, I totally forgot that that's, you know, that that's how I have all that Sango Splash here because um because I'd seen it in the place in uh, in Sedona. So, we'll put a put a link to that as well. Anyway, let's um thank you very much um Joy, Joey for uh, for sending in that question. I hope um I hope we've been of help to you. We'd love to see your property when you've got it all furnished and listed send us a link to the listing so we can take a look um you know i'd, I'd love it if you you know if you thinking about writing your listing um check out the hypnotic emails and listings book that will be coming out very shortly um maybe i'll see your your listing written in such a way that you are just going to compel people to book mike what else do you want to say um what's going on at seabreeze uh, well, really, right now, I can't say too much, um, but I think we're, we're in the application process to be featured on a very popular um, home renovation, not, try not to say too much, a home renovation TV show. Um, and one of the things that was in the application process was to give some priority to things that we would like to see improved in our particular uh, in, in our cottage that we're, that we're renting out. And, you know, this was a really good exercise. And, and my wife, Andrew, and I always, every single year, we sit down and try and figure out, okay, what can we do next year? What can we do to surprise the returning guests or, or thrill the returning guests that we've, we've improved or added on to? 
And it was a really good exercise because, you know, there are certain things you look at at your, your property all the time. You go, oh, gosh, I wish I could just change that up or improve that. And I think it's just such a great thing to make a list of all the things that you want to do at the property. Um, and something that we've discussed is actually putting um, a questionnaire into the cottage to ask our guests while they're staying what things would they, they like to see when they come back. Uh, and I think that's, you know, engaging with your guests and including them in your plans, I think is a really great thing to do because it makes them feel even more a part of the property and, a, a, and, and just they want to come back and, and see all the things that have happened. So some of the things that we're looking at doing are, you know, replacing a patio with a composite deck. Uh, we were we were doing a lot of weighing up as to what is going to be more beneficial to our guests and also to our bottom line because you know we're all in, in this this business to to make money and to improve our our, our profit margin. Now, I personally, if, if we could uh, convince the producers of this particular TV show to actually put a full extension onto the house and just add an additional bedroom and additional bathroom, which would make it three bedrooms, two bathrooms. And as and Heather, Heather and I will always advocate is the sweet spot for any vacation rental. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I love hearing my grandchildren in the background. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, it's uh, 7.45 here in Ontario, and it's in the evening, and it's nearly bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, my office isn't, isn't quite as, uh, as soundproofed as yours. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, that that so that sounds great. I would love to. See, yeah, that three bedroom, two bathroom is real sp sweet spot. Um, I think in anywhere you go, it's a it's a configuration that allows you to rent to um you know to to one family or two families traveling together. Um, it's it's not the the seven bedroom, you know, huge 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 place which is great for massive groups, but not so much out of season. So, uh, so yeah, I, I hope that works out for you. And, and of course, if, if this all comes off, well, then we're going to know about it, aren't we? Well, the, the other thing is, too, is we, we went back to the personas again. We, we looked at, okay, what, 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 what do our guests, what, what do our specific personas, what are they looking for? And um, we're also prioritizing uh, blowing out the, the wall in the kitchen and putting in a breakfast bar because, again, smaller families and couples – Right now, the kitchen is very segregated from the rest of the property, so it's nice to be able to open it up so whoever's spending that time in the kitchen with the amazing utensils, the amazing cookware, um, they can still engage with the rest of the group who are there on vacation, and they can converse and have a few drinks and relax. And as well as that, one of the things that, that, that we know all too well here in the north is we get some very chilly and cold winters. Um, so one of the biggest draws that well we already have a hot tub which is a big draw for for our guests in the off season in the winter, but is also to have a fireplace. So we're we're looking at a location to put in a a gas fireplace um, to really give a, a wonderful ambience. Um, and we have very much a beach house theme to the property, but just to have that additional asset that will help draw people and and it, or. or Hook people's interest when they're looking at a listing to bring them in in, in the off season in the winter months. That could be the difference between a booking um, or them going somewhere else. Well, I hope it all comes off. I think it would be uh, it would be what, whatever you do is really going to add to the value both for your guests and 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 of course to the uh, to the property value overall. So we'll we'll watch this space, Mike. Yeah. We're coming up to the end, so I'm you know I'm going to hand this over to you to sign off to tell our folks about um, commenting, about um, making, um, um, uh, giving us some feedback on iTunes. So over to you. Yeah, as, as I said at the, the top of the show, uh, just again, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, but we appreciate your comments even more because we like to gear our content towards your needs. At the end of the day, we're here to help um, kind of relay our knowledge and our experience to help solve the problems that you're having with your vacation rental business. So please let us know. So that's the ways that you can do this, again, are just uh, on the, uh, the website, on the right-hand side, uh, pretty much on any page, there's a little tab that pops up that says send voicemail. Uh, so you can click on that. 
uh, and that will come up and you just uh, click on start record and you need to just make sure you have your microphone activated uh, on your computer. The other way is to contact us through the contact tab on the menu at the top of the screen uh, and you just fill out that little contact form and that'll uh, come directly to us and we'll get back to you uh, as quickly as we can uh, just to answer any questions you may have and uh, maybe even include your question in future episodes of the podcast. And lastly, for you to comment on iTunes for us is such a big deal, and we really appreciate anybody who takes the time to do that. Um, in every single uh, show notes, in, in the show notes for every single episode, at the bottom of the episode, or sorry, at the bottom of the show notes, there is a button. Uh, it says, if you like this podcast, we would really appreciate it if you could leave a review for us on iTunes. You can do this by clicking on the icon below. This will open iTunes and direct you to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. Here you can review and subscribe, and many thanks for listening. And all you have to do is just click on that subscribe on iTunes icon, and that should open iTunes on your computer, and that is the way that you uh, leave a review and also subscribe to the podcast. That's terrific. Thank you very much for doing that. And uh, so I, I think that's, uh, that's just about it for today for the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. I'd like to thank Mike for um, being in on on the call today. Um, got me to hear my grandchildren in the background because it's been over a week, and you know I'm yeah I'm just a doting grandma at the moment. <laughs> They're so cute, the pair of them. Um, you know, a couple of hours is enough. <laughs> okay, thank you, uh, thanks, Mike. We will thanks, um, we'll be talking again soon. So um, I'm signing out. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.